Welcome to the Monastic Retreats Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. On this podcast, we're exploring the importance of going on retreat, whether for a day, a weekend, a week, or even a lifetime. Well, this past week, I got an email from one of our listeners from Minnesota named Anne, and she asked a really good question. She's new to going on retreats, so when she visited our website at monasticretreats.com, she saw a lot of options listed there. If you go to any state in the United States right now, you'll find a lot of places that you can go on retreat. And with time, I'm going to be adding retreat places all over the world. But one of the questions she had was, Dr. Puff, should I go on retreat by myself, a private retreat, or should I go on a lead retreat where someone has a theme they're discussing and I attend their lectures and their talks? I think that's a great question and one for all our listeners to consider because there really are two types of retreats to go on. One is where we go by ourselves and we get fed food and we're given a room, but nothing's led. We can attend the services throughout the day because most monasteries have lots of services throughout the day. But as far as any lectures, there aren't any lectures going on at all. And we just go there and spend time by ourselves, except during mealtime, of course. But a lead retreat is where someone has a theme. It's usually led by a spiritual director and they talk about things and then we get to spend our time contemplating them on the off time. So what are the pros and cons of each and how do we decide what type of retreat we should go on? Well, if we're new to retreats, I would suggest the first time that we go, we either go for a day or for a weekend. Going for a week or longer can be challenging for some people as they've had so little time ever being alone and being still. So I would suggest starting off with a weekend. I think it's a great way to introduce ourselves to monastic retreats. Now, if we are new, I would probably suggest, well, not say you have to, but I would definitely suggest considering going on a lead retreat because then they'll be telling you what to do, what activities you can be involved with, how you can participate in a retreat. If you just go there by yourself and it's a private retreat, which is normally what I do, actually, those are my favorite but the problem with them is you decide what you're going to do and how you're going to spend your time. There isn't much to do outside of attending the services. Now, mind you, some of the monasteries have services all day long, starting from the wee hours in the morning until very late at night. They are very routine. They're very ritual. And we are allowed to attend them, usually not with the monks or the nuns, but definitely we participate with them. Sometimes quite close, actually, but usually we're in separate sleeping quarters and usually we see the monks, but we don't necessarily spend all our time with them. They are there to have a monastic life, which means they're looking for solitude and they have a very routine life. So us going on retreat, we don't want to disrupt their time. And obviously the monastery won't allow that to happen. But when we go on a lead retreat for the first time, the big plus of that is we'll be kind of guided through what we need to do. When we're not used to time alone, it can be a bit overwhelming. And so we want to head in that direction where we do get time alone, even on a lead retreat. But we want to be able to be guided because going by ourselves and just attending things like the meals and the activities can be harder if someone isn't necessarily telling us what to do. It's like when we go to school. Yeah, it may be great to learn things on our own, but probably at first having an instructor teach us what to do can be very helpful. And I think going on monastic retreats is the same way. Most monasteries, I think probably all, I can't say all, but most monasteries 
have led retreats. And sometimes it's led by the monks, and sometimes they bring in speakers that lead them. It really varies. And I also have listed on the website just spiritual centers that obviously aren't just Christian. And there they may have guided meditations throughout the day. They may have just retreatants come where that's all they do is they give guided retreats all the time. That's their main focus. It doesn't have to do with the monastic life. It has to do more with getting on retreat for us and having time where we can grow. Well, after we decide to go on retreat, and let's say we decide to go on a lead retreat, then let's try to go on a lead retreat where the topic interests us. There are a myriad of topics that, that can be offered. I mean, the focus may be a saint, the focus may be a meditation, the focus could be a theological topic. If it's a non-Christian one, the focus could be a thought, an idea within their tradition, like um, emptiness. Or one of the popular ones I'm seeing now is yoga retreats, where you get to do yoga and learn about asanas. They're great. I once went on a retreat where we got to write poetry. It was a lot of fun. I'm not an expert on poetry, so I decided to go. And I learned a lot of things, and it was very enjoyable. I've seen one on beekeeping once that's done pretty regularly out here in California, where you get to attend and learn about how to take care of bees. So usually they're spiritual, mind you, but there are a lot of ways we can go on retreat, get away from our homes, be in very spiritual places, and be still. Remember, even if we go on guided retreats, it's important that we get time to be still, that we have time just to be in nature, time to sit, time to be quiet inside, and listen. We're so active all the time. The great thing about going on retreat is we get to be still. And here's another thing we want to do. When we go on retreat, let's really work at leaving the electronic stuff either in our car or in our room where we don't look at it all day long. Nowadays, we become so addicted to the cell phones, the internet, that we're on it constantly or often pretty regularly. I think that the great thing about retreats is they don't encourage people to bring their cell phones and be on them all day long, of course. They encourage us to be spiritual and to develop our spirituality. So let's try to really leave our phones off. We can tell our friends the number of the place we're staying at. So if there's an emergency, they can call us and reach us. But for the most part, let's leave those phones off, those computers off, and just spend time steeping ourselves in our spirituality. I think we'll find a much better experience when we do that. Also, if we go on retreat with friends, that's okay. But again, a retreat is about being still, about being present with what is. And if we're constantly dialoguing with other people, we're not going to experience that beautiful silence that occurs in retreats. I also encourage us to be still on retreats. Usually the host will say, this is a silent retreat. I recommend those because yes, we can talk during the meetings, but most of the time is spent in silence, except perhaps during mealtime. It varies, but I do think it's important for us to have no stimulation through other people, through other activities, and sometimes just being quiet. Usually retreats are in most beautiful places so let's get outdoors and spend time in nature. Again, just sitting, listening to nature, steeping ourselves in the beauty of nature. 
That's one of the great benefits of going on retreat. We get that time to be close to nature. And I believe when we're close to nature, we're close to God. So when we're ready to go on retreat and we find one that we're going to go to, I do think it's important to find one that we are interested in the topic, that we want to learn about it, and we want to go on retreat. So there are so many places we can go to. If you go to the website, you'll find hundreds listed there. Let's find one close to our home so we don't get exhausted on our trip there and exhausted on our trip back. Let's make sure our retreat comes home with us, that we're not overwhelmed by the travel and the efforts to get there, at least for the first one. When we get up to a week or two, then it's okay to travel further to get there. But I think when we're starting off or we're going for a weekend, it shouldn't be too big of an ordeal. And once we find a place, I think it's good to keep going back there. Go back there regularly so you get to know the people that are there, you feel comfortable with it, you know the routine. And once we know the routine, I think then it will be easier for us to go on private retreat where it isn't led by anyone, but we just hang out there and we do eat meals with everyone. But most of our time is spent by ourselves and quiet. These are my favorite. This is what I love to do. We can bring good books with us or audio things to listen to, like this podcast. But we go on retreat mostly to be still, spending a lot of time in nature, spending a lot of time just being still, being present, perhaps participating in the monks or the nun activities, but mostly just being, being present. Again, I would encourage us to at some point try this. It can be a little overwhelming at first, but if we've been to a place before and we're ready to go back there, I think we'll find it easier to go on private retreat then. And then once we've done a few private retreats, then we can start exploring other places all over the world and go on private retreats there because they really, I think, can be great for us. And the world is such a beautiful place to explore. And why not explore it in the most spiritual places in the world? I mean, they're all over the world and they're beautiful. So let's start with probably going on a guided lead retreat and work our way into going on a private retreat. Because when we go on private retreats, I really think it opens up the door for us to get deeper into our spirituality. We'll develop skills from the other lead retreats that we can use on our private retreats, like meditation, like prayer, like doing artwork, like learning to read things that are spiritual. That's another thing. Reading is often a big part of retreats, but bringing books that have nothing to do with spirituality would be a little counterproductive. I know it's nice to read books that are exciting and thrilling, but may I suggest that we bring spiritual books that really help develop our spirituality. I mean, we're going on retreats to develop our spirituality. That's one of the key factors of going on retreats. And if we're reading or listening to things that have nothing to do with spirituality, we're not going to benefit from what a monastic retreat is all about. I mean, I can tell you that the monks and nuns spend most of their time studying and steeping themselves in sacred scripture. When they are given time each day to study things, that's what they study. They don't read the latest New York Times bestseller. They read spiritual books. If they're Christian, they'll typically will read the Bible too. If they're Buddhist, they'll read Buddhist sutras. If they're Hindus, they may read the Bhagavad Gita. But they are reading things that are spiritual. We can do the same. And a lot of our spirituality comes from saying, what do we need help with? 
Do we need help with getting closer to God? Do we need help with prayer? Do we need help with trusting? Do we need help with learning to quiet the mind? Do we need help with just becoming more balanced? There's so many different ways we can develop our spirituality. And the best way to decide is what does my heart need today? What is God or the universe leading me towards working on right now? And then when we go on retreat, let's work on those things. But mostly, let's just be still. Let's use the time to be present, to quiet our hearts, quiet our minds, and just enjoy the beauty of living in the present moment. Because in the present moment, life truly is magnificent. And we can do that by going on retreats. So let's make some time for our first retreat if we're new to this, or if we have been going, let's always have something on the calendar that we're looking forward to. I always do. I always have a retreat planned out, and I always look forward to them. We can all do that. Let's go ahead and look on the site, find a good place to go, and then plan it so that we have something that we can do always to develop our spirituality. Of course, we can do that at home. But let's see what it's like to go on retreat and see if we don't find that when we're on retreat, it's really like supercharging our souls. So thank you for joining me on Monastic Retreats podcast. If you would like to learn more about Monastic Retreats, please go to www.monasticretreats.com. That's monasticretreats.com. You'll find other podcasts listed there also with a lot of retreats that we can find and go to all over the world. The list will continue to grow. So until next time, be at peace, be still.